Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Alana Israel, a relationship and intimacy coach who helps moms to release their resentment so they can relax and enjoy their partner again. Fantastic. Alana, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it? (laughs) You know who it is. Moms, what is it about them that you love working with them? Yeah. So um, I am a mom and I know how much uh, our relationships really affect our relationship with our kids. And so it is kind of my way of helping the kids without working with the kids because uh, I was a therapist for a long time and the, and I just could not do work with children for whatever. It's just not my thing. It's the adults. So this is my way of helping the kids by helping, by helping the moms, by helping the parents. Um, But I really, really enjoy helping women release resentment. I had so much resentment in my marriage um, and release it. It's almost like this guilty pleasure that we hold on to. We don't want to say that, but there's um, a lot of what I do is helping people see that actually they are somewhat choosing to hold on to the resentment because it makes them feel safe. Yes. Or it makes them feel empowered or it makes them feel like they can't be hurt again. And I know what that's like. And releasing that resentment is freedom. It's opening your life up to uh, really for me, it was like being able to take a deep breath again. And I love teaching women that like, hey, you can release the resentment and still have all the boundaries and still not be condoning that behavior. And, you know, you can release the resentment and just feel better and lighter in your life and then reconnect with your partner. Beautiful. So what do you find like time and time again that your clients have to, you know, what's the first step? What do they have to sort of work through so that they they can start to really... I think take on all the all the advice and the tactics and the tools that, that you can bring. Yeah, it's letting go of the power struggle. Um, it's seeing it as like me versus you. So one of the reasons that I really like working with moms, and I seem to attract a lot of moms with younger kids, I think probably because I'm a mom with a younger child, my son is four. Um, and a lot of times what I'm seeing in the home with young kids is a lot of power struggle with division of labor. Mm. who's doing what, who he didn't get up with the baby. I, you know, his work is not more important than mine. I'm in the kitchen cooking dinner and he's watching TV. There's like this constant push and pull of who's doing more. There's this imaginary tally board 
that is just constantly happening. And as long as we're focusing on that, we're blocked from getting underneath that and seeing, well, what's actually going on for my partner and what's actually going on for me? Because life with little kids will give you tons of daily distractions to be pissed off about if you're not careful and really make the decision that you actually want to go deeper. Mm. So it's the power struggle. That that area there, that's that's one cycle that, I don't forget yourself, we coach people through that avoidance. When you avoid something, that leads to being triggered. And if you're triggered, that leads you to making excuses or justifying or trying to protect mm-hmm. yourself. This whole protection cycle is what you just said. So with small kids, there's all these distractions. There's so much happening. Yep. So many trigger points. And when your patience is down, to be triggered by the smallest things and the... What was it the imaginary scoreboard you said? Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. that is so true. But we're not those the, the, the different parties are not using the same metrics. They're not, it's not like one right. point per thing. Sometimes it's 10, but we don't know what it is. So there's a there's a weight. There's this all the score. It doesn't add up. And it can be so hard when we all have different needs, different assumptions, different expectations, and lacking communication. So yeah. You would be surprised how many of these couples are not even sitting down to talk about the division of labor. It's yeah. it's the the conversation is happening in their head. Mm. Yeah. Now we get back into you know, understanding yourself with this, and obviously the, the love language. Oh my gosh, what 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 lights you up? What do you value the most? Without communication, those things are often. It's so obvious, but it's missed so much. Do you find that that's a big part of this? Just not understanding what's what what their needs are, what their wants are, maybe what 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 my needs are. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's like you know, my relationship will meet with someone else will mirror my relationship with myself. Mm. And so a lot of relationship coaching is actually coaching on your relationship with you. That's a, that's a mm. big chunk of it. Um you know, and, and what's really underneath that. For example, I had a client who was just so pissed off that her husband was never doing anything. And, you know, we later found out he was doing some things, but in her mind, he was doing nothing. And Uh it tapped into this deep seated fear from her childhood that she was always going to be doing everything on her own because she was raised by a mother that had to do everything on her own. Mm. There's always this deeper level underneath it. It's never about the laundry. You know, like it just isn't. Um, it's never about the laundry. It's always about what the laundry represents. It's always yes. about what what she makes it mean when he doesn't do the dishes. What does that mean for her? Oh, crumbs! That, now, now we're going deep. So let's let's follow this rabbit hole because oh my gosh, this the story. So with your client, the story that she was telling was actually incorrect. He, he was doing some stuff. Maybe not enough, but that was enough yeah. to trigger. So the, let's you know, let's take this into the, the entrepreneurial journey as a whole, away from just relationships as well. These, these things work in tandem, but the stories that we tell ourselves, the stories that control us and how they can influence what we see and what we do, just embellishing the truth yeah. rather than come back into what's, what's real. So... At a deeper level, there's always something behind it. So I find that when we when we all revert into storytelling, it's like, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. There's something there. There's something that we're trying to do rather than, oh my gosh, my example here is with the kids. 
ask them a question. It's always, and here's a story why not, or here's a story why something else. Like, no, no, hold on. They need a story. Yes or no? Right. And that's what coaching is about, right? It's just about, yeah, it's about what is your narrative? What is your story? Let's question it. Is it serving you? And are you willing to try and look at it a different way if it gets you closer to your goals? Yeah. Is it serving you? Is it empowering you? Now, that is, I think there's an interesting thing with like false beliefs and limiting beliefs and all this stuff that I'm happy to have false beliefs all day long if they serve me. Now, a limiting belief, that's different. But mm-hmm. to, to, to have that belief that everyone's out to help me, to have that belief that everything is going to go amazingly, that's my truth. Is it going to yeah. happen? Who knows? But I will live with that false empowering belief because it serves me so what do you find with with your clients what are those those limiting and false beliefs that that you see time and time again um marriage should be 50 50 uh-huh. um why should i work on it if he's not um why should i change if he doesn't um i can't be happy until he changes uh-huh um, he doesn't seem to care about my struggle. Yeah. I mean, just, just a lot of, a lot of like inferences made on mm. the, the story behind why he does or doesn't do what he does. Yeah. But very rarely asking, by the way. Ooh, that's interesting. Tell me more. Yeah. I mean, there, you'd be surprised. Like, so I actually just released a podcast about this, about like, I really make you go through three tests with me before you say like, my partner just doesn't understand me. Like, first of all, have you told them what you're going through and what you're feeling? You'd be surprised. People are so afraid to say how they're feeling and what they're thinking because they're petrified of being rejected. They're petrified of not being heard, of not being valued, of not being seen. So they'd rather just avoid it. Right. We're talking about avoidance. Yeah. Um, and then have you told them recently, you know, you'll have people that are married for 10 years and well, I talked to him about this three years ago, so I don't understand why it's a problem. Well, you know, we need ongoing communication. Mm -hmm. And then the biggest one is, you know, have you talked about it calmly, you know, talking about something in a passive aggressive comment when you're pissed off is not the same as sitting down and communicating with your partner, what it is you need, how you're feeling, and then asking, what do you need? What can I do to help you feel more fulfilled in this relationship, in this family? What do you feel like you're missing? What can mm. I do to be here for you? Yeah. Straight back to communication. I love that. Three simple steps. Have you asked? <laughs> Have you asked recently? Have you asked when you're in the right emotional and mental place? Right. It yeah. sounds, again, all of this stuff is, it's easy. It ain't simple. Oh, no. yeah. that's the wrong way around crumbs it's simple it's not simple. easy yes yeah because of the ego right yeah. your ego comes in and gives you this false belief that there's some kind of separation so the biggest mindset shift in relationships i think is to go from it's me versus him to mm. it's us versus the problem versus the situation we're on mm. the same couch looking at the dilemma on the coffee table together trying to strategize like yeah. as if we're on a sports team together, what is our next play and how do we work together to make that happen? Totally different mindset. Yeah. You can feel that shift. Mm-hmm. You can feel that shift where you're working for a, a common goal. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's us against the problem rather than me against you. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden there's more compassion. There's more open communication. There's, there's this softening that happens. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so from that place, miracles can happen. Miracles can, can happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, reminds me of, of a story. I don't know where I heard it. It might be made up. I have no idea. But uh, 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 husband and wife, all their marriage, he was always eating the, the top side of the, the, the hot dog bun. She was always eating the bottom. And towards the end, on his deathbed, she gave him the other side. Says, I, I want to give you this to you. He's like, why? I thought, I thought, I only had this one because I thought you wanted this. So for years, as a miscommunication, we're doing things with other people without knowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll probably butcher that story, but you kind of get the point. It's I, a yeah. beautiful way of being like, But they never oh. talked about it. Yes, they never, no. they never said, why do you do that? But the point is, it came from a beautiful, loving, amazing place. Now that's yeah. the key. Coming from an amazing, caring, beautiful place as a partner, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a salesperson, all these things, these, these barriers, these objections, these the challenges that we have, the decisions we make, it might come from an amazing place of trying to help. However, <laughs> it may not. So I think that's beautiful yeah. sort of, if you take one thing away from this podcast, that's it. I think that's huge. I think that's yeah. massive. Yeah. So crumbs, this is amazing so far. Look, what, what was it about this? What made you say yes? This is my business. This is how I want to impact people. Obviously, being through it yourself, have an emotional time. But what made you think, yeah, I'm all in. This is this is my future. In terms of entrepreneurship or in terms of relationship coaching? In terms of maybe kind of both. Okay. Um, so in terms of relationship coaching, relationships have just always been my jam. Uh, when I was nine years old, I told my mom, I'm going to be a couples therapist. And uh, I went on to be a therapist, did a little bit of couples work in there, but um, I got to a place in my career as a therapist where coaching had come into my life personally. Uh And then I was in my therapy sessions, conducting therapy, feeling this yearning to do coaching, knowing that I could. And I wasn't able to do that with my patients because of the nature of their diagnoses. It just wasn't appropriate. And I all of a sudden just stopped enjoying what I was doing. I just had this yearning to do this other thing. So um, I left that. And then I had to overcome this, uh, you know, this thing that I just said my whole life and never really took a look at, which is I never want to be an entrepreneur. I come from a family of entrepreneurs, by the way, every single person in my family, every sibling, every parent, my stepdad, everybody owns their own business, Uh everyone. So it's not like it wasn't in my world. Um, but I was just like, nope, I'm just going to work for someone and do my work and come home and be done with it. And and that's what I want. Mm. And, um, and I think that was true for me for a long time, but then I don't know, like I, I became a mom, uh, something we didn't talk about before we started recording is that I'm in recovery. So, you know, I got sober, I became a mom, I started up leveling my life and it was like, well, I could, I, maybe I maybe I could be. And I had to like question this identity of like, I will never be an entrepreneur. I also said, I'd never be a mom, by the way. Like turns out I was wrong about everything. (laughs) (laughs) I love being a mom, love being an entrepreneur. It's okay to change your mind. Things can change. Yes, absolutely. We all all change and evolve as as humans, as we, as we grow, as we have more new experiences, as we, our changes, our, our needs change. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Changing my mind excites me. It's like, oh, I was limiting myself there. I didn't realize that at the time, but maybe I could, you know? So um, you did. 
And then I did, I got certified as a coach. I left being a therapist, got certified as a coach, went to um, a coaching uh uh, coaching school that also taught you about business. Uh-huh. And I was like, and and still then I was like, mm, I don't know. I'm going to work for somebody as a coach. Like I said that in class every day. Um, and then, and I was just like, well, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how that's my other thing. I don't know how. And then one day my teacher was like, Ilana, tell me exactly how to start a coaching business right now. Give me the first three steps. And the first three steps like came out of my mouth. And I was like, oh shit maybe I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how I started that journey. What, what, do you know, what, what was it at that point that was really holding you back? What was it that, that was kind of, that was kind of stopping you or trying to keep you safe? Yeah, it was unfamiliar territory and I didn't know where to start. And it was this fear of not knowing Um, Mm. I know myself pretty well. And I know that one of the things that I always rely on when I'm scared is like I indulge in confusion. Ah. So instead of talking about the fact that I'm scared, I'll talk about the fact that I don't know how. And I know this about myself. And that came up big time when it came to starting, starting a coaching business. I don't know how, cause it's easy to say that. Cause you don't know how, when you start, you know, I don't know how. And then people are like, well, there's a million different ways to do it. So I'm like, well, how do I know how? And I just indulged in that confusion and indulge and indulge yeah. until I got sick of myself. Well, now we're back into storytelling. Oh my gosh. We're going so yeah. full circle. Let's, let's sort of it's, tie some angers here because it's just the story you're telling. Well, I don't it's know. It's all how. stories. It, yes. And your, your three points earlier, ask have you asked recently have you asked calmly that's a beautiful simple step um with this particular challenge of of not knowing or not understanding it's like cool what do you want what's stopping you how can you overcome it three Mm -hmm. simple questions i mean you can indulge all the way but what do you want i want to start the business what's stopping you i have no idea cool let's reset at that point so at that point what do you want you want to have those first steps cool what's stopping you uh, you kind of get to a point where you hit one and then the domino effect knocks all of them over because it was reliant. So right, I love that word, indulge. How often do we indulge in I don't know or whatever because of there's a belief, there's a doubt, there's yeah. guilt, a lot of overwhelm, but it's all storytelling. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had the story of I don't want to be, I don't want to work for myself. I don't want to be an entrepreneur. Then the next story was, I don't do sales. That was my next story that I had to overcome. I like entrepreneurship is just a series of coming of overcoming the next story that you have, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, for me anyway, that's what it's been just a series of overcoming the next thing that I tell myself that I really have not questioned because I feel safe in it. That's a lovely way of putting it. It's just a series of overcoming stories. One after another, after another, after another. Pretty much. Simply put. Okay. Everyone, pause. What stories are you telling yourself right now? What stories are you indulging in that really is just the next chapter? There's some fun. That's interesting. <laughs> so I can just hear everybody's brain crunching. <laughs> and you can hear a lot of people like, no, I can't look at that. Let me run away. Yeah. And it's okay. It's a safe place because you're it's just us in your earbuds. You're on your own. We're here with you. And we're you know, we get to flesh us out. So Alana, what 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 stories are you telling yourself right now? What what are you looking at? Whether you've got an answer for it or not, what's what's your barrier? What's your challenge? What are you avoiding? What's what's going on with you? 
Yeah, it's definitely um, money mindset, money mindset in terms of uh, overcoming money objections. When Mm. I am trying to sign a client and I tell them my price and they're all in up until that, like they love it, the program. Yes, this is exactly what I need, you know, and, and everything is good. And then of course, you know, we have to give a price. And then when I hear something like, hmm, like the last one was, well, that sounds like it valuable enough to cost that much, but I'm not sure that I can figure out how to work that into my budget. Meanwhile, her and her husband are both physicians. Like, so I know, I know it's really not about the money. I used to think it was about the money. I've gotten to the point now where I know it's not about the money, but I have this block that comes up in my body at that point where I cannot get myself to challenge it. Mm. And I let the sale go. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, there's a scenario that I know a lot of people, a lot of people, I remember this one. Oh my gosh. It is so, it's such a big thing and it means something different to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So that, that feeling of here comes the thing that I, it's it's like, it's it's your Everest that gets plonked in the way. And so how do you feel? What, what is it that you sort of go through at that point um, and how does it kind of impact your, you know, your, your flow or you know, where you are with the, the prospect? Yeah. So, I mean, I clam up, like my stomach turns into like a pretzel knot um, and I can feel this heaviness kind of come over like the, my mm. forehead and the front of my eyes. Um, and there's, there's just this kind of like um, defeatism that I feel. Yeah. Um, I feel like, oh, well, there's my kryptonite. I guess that's that. And, um, you know, you, I, I, it really feels like a physical block, like as if I just cannot say the words. Yeah. Now, yeah. obviously there's, there's so much sales training and sales is the enemy of business. And people come into this, like not wanting to look at the money, they want to make an impact. And sales is the hardest, but I'm not a salesperson. We can, we can throw around all these sort of false beliefs and, mm-hmm. the, and the labeling that comes into this. But with this, I mean, you can find out for free, you can hire expensive coaches to give you the right, how to overcome objections, how to logically work through this, how to emotionally guide them through this. But I think the one thing that's so critical is unforgetting yourself, remembering, okay, ah, there's a person behind this. Because I think we've, we've all been in, in these rooms um, read books, been in courses, masterminds where some people are succeeding, other people are failing. But it's like, hold on, we've all been given the same information. What up with that? Yeah. It doesn't take into account the, the person, the human being behind this. Your fears, your doubts, your genetics, your upbringing, your beliefs, programs, stories, promises. All these things are unique to you. And that soup, <laughs> it's different from everyone else. So with, with your soup, what things have you identified that's like, oh yeah, I, I know it's coming from here, but but I still can't do anything about it or I don't want to. What, what's, what's that like? Yeah, I mean, I know that it comes from, you know, my mom and her money mindset growing up and and she got it from her parents. And, you know, it's like a whole lineage of money stuff. And I just remember being very young and just deciding I am not going to be a slave to money like my mom is or the way I saw it, you know, Um, and I really hated how much emphasis she put on money. It just really made me uncomfortable. And I remember making the conscious decision. I'm not going to do that. 
And so I went all the way in the other direction and decided I don't care about money. Money doesn't mean anything. As long as I can pay my bills, who cares? Um, you know, and I didn't really need to take a look at that, to be honest with you. I bartended all through college and graduate school, make boatloads of cash, didn't need to take a look at it. Um, you know, I just, I was never in a position where I had to really take a look at it until I had to start selling my program. And so welcome was, to the life of an entrepreneur. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember having this moment where I was like, oh man, shit, I do care about money. Money does matter. And I was, I knew that it was true for me. And I remember saying it out loud for the first time alone, of course. Yes. <laughs> and then just being like, oh, what am I going to do with this? What yeah. do I do with this? Yeah. So I have gotten coaching. Um, I have learned, you know, the whole sales script and what to say thing. And, and I thought it was a phenomenal program. There was nothing wrong with the actual techniques and strategies. I've also gotten personal coaching about my money mindset and I have made progress. Like I was telling you before we hit record, when I started my program, I couldn't even do a sales post. I couldn't, I put all the content in the world out there but to try and sell to you, forget it. Now I'm doing sales posts every week. I've really have made a lot of progress, but I've hit this wall when I'm looking someone face to face and they tell me I can't afford it. I'll see how I can fit it into my budget and I'll get back to you. Yeah. I've hit this wall where I feel like this is my story now. I feel like it's disrespectful to try and push them on that. It's their mm -hmm. money. It's their business. And then there's also this other wall up of, I'm not going to chase the money because I watched my mom chase the money growing up and I hated it. And yeah. I decided when I was nine, I wasn't going to do that. And when you think that since you're nine, I'm 39 now, so <laughs> it's a long time. Um, it's, it's deeply rooted in me. It's visceral yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah these these things are so embedded in, in our brain and in our body and stored around us now yeah. that there is one point i would like to raise there is it's everything about black and white you say that i, I don't want to chase the money well again how oh that there's a theme of overcompensating going the other end i'm not gonna let money control me you've gone so far that it actually does control you. you've gone full circle all the mm -hmm. way around oh my gosh that's that's interesting so i'm gonna i'm gonna bring your expertise into this I'm going to try and help you to self-coach yourself through this. Now, it may work, it may not. Who knows? Let's see what magic can happen in the next 30 seconds. Let's do it. Okay. Ask. Recently. Calmly. It's one of your approaches. So, on a sales call, discovery call, clarity call, whatever we call them, the good conversations with potential prospects who really want some help. Mm -hmm. Ah. Do you ask them outright? in different ways about their money situation during the conversation, pre-making the offer? Or is that kind of pushed aside or, or no, we'll, we'll talk about finances later. Um, I don't, I ask them what they do for a living for that reason. But yeah. other than that, I don't know. Okay. So you don't really ask. I didn't do it recently enough. And then once you do, oh boy, you're not calm. Maybe on the outside you may seem it, but inside you're like, ah, ah they just said Definitely. they can't afford it. I'm out. 
Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'll tell on myself, one of the things that I was, you know, taught in a program to ask ahead of time, especially since I'm working in the, in the relationship realm is to say, Hey, is there anybody else that would need to be in on this decision? You know, AKA spouse. I, I never, I always skip it. I never ask it because like, now I got to talk to two people about money. (laughs) I'm not doing that, you know? Yeah. So I definitely avoid it hundred percent. This is, I think this is what it's all about. Don't know, again, full circle with this episode. It's, it's in relationships and the relationship with our business, the relationship with money, the relationship mm-hmm. with prospects by leaving things, by not asking, by not having the conversation leads to consequences, decisions, all, all this stuff. What's my point here? Mark, where am I going? The point here is the avoidance. The things we avoid always come back to bite us in the ass every single mm-hmm. time. And how, how can you ask? Not in a way that all these, these courses or, or, or experts, because they are experts, it, it all works. What's mm-hmm. authentic to you? How can we overcome and work through the right process, the right words, the right way of asking? I mean, for some people, it might be scudding around trying to find all the details. For some people, it might be just cutting the bullshit with humor and offensive language and, oh my gosh, and asking the question, breaking down the barrier. I think it's the right authentic nature. So maybe that's the one thing that's missing. You love your life. You love what you do. Have you not quite found that authentic way to broach this subject for you yet? Yeah, I think that that's spot on. And it's interesting that you're bringing up different ways of saying it because I'm still stuck in like thinking about it differently. And yeah, and now I'm sitting here listening to you and maybe I need to stop trying to figure out how to think about it and just figure out a way to say it that feels more comfortable. And then maybe the brain will follow. Who knows? Right. Just another way of looking at it. Not overthinking and getting stuck in your own way. Surely not. Not as an entrepreneur. We don't know. No, that that would never happen. No, (laughs) not that. That's no. (laughs) Oh, I love I love this the, the sort of real time realization. I love the way that you, and you opened up. Yeah. And shared that. Um, this is yeah. oh, this is the fun part of being a business owner. Whether you're a solopreneur or a CEO or an investor, there are all these aspects, all these stories that we keep telling. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, Alana, thank you so so much for sharing not only your business and what you do with some great hints and tips, but also behind the scenes of what it's like for you. You're thriving business, but still, there's always there's always the next level. There's always the next challenge. There's always something, something sneaky. So, thank Definitely. you so much for sharing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Well, everything is under Partnership Aligned. So I'm on Instagram at Partnership Aligned. My podcast is called Partnership Aligned. And my website is PartnershipAligned.com. So you can find me there. Everyone, you know exactly where you're going. So go check it out. And Alana, thank you so, so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, 
we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.